0: Welcome to the Becoming a Victory Girl interview series. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. Please join us today as we talk about walking in wholeness and living in victory. Hey guys, welcome to the Becoming a Victory Girl video series. Excited to have you guys here today and in just a few moments, I am going to be welcoming on Chantel Brewer. She is a new friend. We met at Declare in last October, and we have um, become part of a group together and have spent some time on the phone together. And she's just an amazing girl, and I can't wait for you to meet her. We are going to be talking about overcoming fear and things that you can do to step out um, and be brave, and all of that has to do with becoming a victory girl, and we are good to go. So I have already introduced you, and I have said wonderful things about you that you'll get have
1: to hear on the replay,
0: but I would love for you to just introduce yourself to us
1: and tell us a little bit about your ministry. Sure. My name is Chantel Brewer. A lot of you know me as either parenting nonsense or missionary mom. I've been called worse but those are some of the happier things that people say about me. I currently am launching a book called Missionary Mom, and it is about intentional parenting. It is about starting early and having good, raw conversations with your kids so that as they grow up, they're able to go into the world and make a difference to their own little community. Um, I also um, I have husband of gosh 22 years last week and I have yeah we just had our anniversary and then we have uh, five kids our oldest is 20 and our youngest is about to turn 12 we have a 16 17 year old in there and a 13 year old in there so there are a lot of close close kiddos
0: Wow, that is a lot of close kiddos, but that's so much fun. I only got to have two, so I really wanted to have another one, but um, I did not get to do that. So we um, just have two boys, and I love it, and I love parenting them as adults.
1: Oh, I do too. It's been super fun um, and scary, and mostly fun, but mostly scary. <laughs> With my daughter being a a twenty year old, that's super weird. It is a very weird stage.
0: You know, the older they get, it is a little bit weird, but it is just a whole new thing, and it's so much fun to watch them grow up and be everything that we wanted and have you know helped to mold and shape them to be, and watching them walk out, you know, just their destinies and.
1: Right, you know, it really is a test of our of kind of how. Were we in it to win it? you know? Were we yeah. there from the beginning? And it's like, OK, go ahead. Don't <laughs> tell people your last name until we see if you're doing it right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh
0: yeah. I love that. Um, all right, well, we are going to dive into this video because we don't have very long with uh, Zoom, and so I am just going to dive in and I'm going to ask you, we spent some time on the phone yesterday, and we talked about how you have. Um, had some victory in overcoming your fears this past year and maybe the last 15 months. And you said that you were still in process. So tell us a little bit about
1: that. Well, about 15 or so months ago, I got a, a really random message. It was from my mom, but she was passing it on from another lady and she said she had this vision about me. And I felt It's important to know that I grew up in music. I grew up in a recording studio. I uh, have, I've sung with several people. I've done background singing for a lot of different, you just any, any band that would come in and they needed a female background singer. I was about, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, 15, all of those ages. And I would uh, just go in and I would just help them out. And I've been on commercials and just some jingles and different things that was, that was my dad's job, and so, um, you know, I really grew up in that, and so I started, I'm not sure when it began, but I started speaking some pretty crazy lies over myself. I didn't realize they were lies. I, I, you know, I, I, I watched these people come into our recording studio and live these lives that I thought so many of them seemed really fake, and I really struggled with it, and I don't know. I just had a really hard time with the whole lifestyle, and so as a way to guard myself and make sure that I didn't follow after that, I would say things like that isn't meant for me. I have stage fright. I am just really starting to speak things over myself and that I've spoken over myself all the way until now in my forties. And she pointed out some of those things in this message, this random text message and She's not somebody that I have a relationship with necessarily. I grew up in the same church as her and she was friends with my mom, but I don't necessarily know her. And so she just said, you know, I'm not sure if this means anything to you, but she saw me singing. She saw I was singing in a a studio. I'm sorry. I was singing in a stadium. I had CDs for sale outside. She said, she said I had t-shirts and merchandise and she said, I was, and she said, I was just worshiping. She said, it was so clear that I was worshiping the Lord and I was in this huge packed uh, sold out stadium and I was like well that's kind of cool and you know I mean I, I really tried to process through was is that a metaphor did she mean with my book <laughs> did she mean I was speaking or you know maybe it, it stood for something else and so for months I really processed that and then God started bringing around more and more where I realized this understanding that what she was saying about me what she said was that my the vision she had reminded her of the story of the servants and the talents where they they buried them, and they, they led to nothing, and they mm-hmm. weren't able to honor God with them, and I thought, "Oh, that kind of hurts a little and so then I really started asking God, why am I doing that? Why am I saying these things about me and I, it really it took me a little while, but I realized I have been operating in a state of fear, and I didn't realize that because I'm a pretty gutsy person. you know I don't have fear of walking into a crowd. there's a lot of areas where I don't have fear. And so that made it a little bit, I think it was harder to recognize because if anyone knows me, they say things like, make Chantel do it, no <laughs> matter what, how scary it is. Make Chantel do it. And Chantel, so, I, yeah, yeah, right, right. Even if it's, you know, even if it's saying hard things to people, I do that well. I do it nicely. And so I usually am the one who has to confront people in my friend group or I'm the one who has to, whatever it is, you know, the so one crazy the- thing for go into the room first. What's that? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to girl. I am. Because I I normally am not, I'm not, I don't function in fear, or so I thought. But as it turns out, uh, I have functioned in fear for quite a bit, and specifically around this area. I mean, there's plenty of places that scare me. There's plenty of areas that scare me, but specifically with music. And I just had decided that it wasn't going to be something I was going to do. I really strive to be a genuine person who I am here is who I am over there and in that environment and in this one and that one. And I just, I don't want to be fake. I never want to come across as somebody different in a different setting because my kids see me in all settings and I want them to know that I'm the same everywhere that I go. And that's really important for me. And that's really
0: good. I think it is
1: important
0: for our kids to be able to know that we are authentic and right. to see us, you know, have to battle out some stuff and watch us process stuff because it makes them so much stronger to be able to, they've seen, you know, us fight for our marriages or fight to over fear right. or, um, you know, fight depression or whatever it is that we're facing. And right. they have watched us do it. And either, you know, it could be messy or, you know, really, a great um experience where we were really victorious, right. and you know just would have great victory over and over again, or it can look really messy, but
1: either way is such a good teaching tool for them right, right, I totally agree, and you know and as as vulnerable as it is to be kind of that raw in front of our kids, uh-huh. it's worth it, you know because I've watched now that my kids are becoming adults I've watched and And they'll say things like, I remember when you, when we went through this, I remember you said this to daddy and I couldn't believe that you were so forgiving and, you know, or whatever it was. And trust me, I'm not always like that, but they watch and they see how we're behaving. And so, and every, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people listening are it's the same way where they'll come up and, and they've walked through something really hard and somebody that they didn't even know was watching them will come up and say, you know, I was watching you process through that situation. And here's what I saw, I saw God's peace, or I saw you fighting to keep God's peace when yeah. it was threatening not to or, you know, just different things. Or, you know, I saw you, here's where I saw your faith kind of falter. Can I pray with you through that? Or, you know, what whatever the situation is, but I mean, there's been plenty of times where I haven't done it well, but I'm consistent. You know, I mean, I worked, I worked to be consistent, which I feel is, just as much as we can do. You know what I mean? There's so much that God has to take care of uh, because we're so human and focused on our circumstances and our emotions. And, and I just, I was tired of letting that emotion of fear, that spirit of fear control the gifts that I felt like God had given to me. And like I said, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I really honestly think I I felt like I was being obedient and protective. I, I looked at saying things like that. I would say I will always sing at church. I, I'm on the worship team. I've been since I was about, gosh, 12. And I would say I will sing on the worship team, but I will never pursue music as a career. And I don't know, I don't know when I started saying that, that has always been just kind of my chant. Uh-huh. And when people would say things, or they would say, hey, you know, you sing, how come you're, you know, you should, go audition for this, or you should, you know, they're, they're doing an all call for singers. And I just would say, no, that's not where God has me. But really, honestly, never once did I ask him I never asked. I just assumed this was a good protector because I'd seen so many people do it wrong.
0: You know what? Yesterday that, you said something about it being that because you're still in process in the process of having victory over this, that it's still scary, but it's not unsafe. We can still walk things that God's calling us to do when his hand is upon it and it still scares us. We do it with our knees knocking and, you know, sweaty palms. We talked about using tons of deodorant and uh, still, you know, it not helping because we in ourselves can't do it. But with his strength we are able to.
1: Right, exactly. That's exactly. That is exactly what I, I've replaced. And that's one of the, you were asking about some of the practical steps that I take. And that's one of the practical things that I have started doing. That anytime that that fear creeps up, I will say, I will replace it with what I know to be true about God's calling on me. And I'm not called right now to go be some, I'm not pursuing music full time. I know what my priorities are. I'm a wife first, then I'm a mother and right now I'm a full-time kindergarten teacher, so I have things that are my strong priorities. And and then I even have a part-time job on the side. I can't possibly take on more things. So when something comes up and I'm, and I'm scared and I've been given the opportunity, my principal asked if I would sing at one of our parent nights. And I thought, well, that's like 400 people that I don't know. And that sounds really scary. And it was a community thing that we were doing. And she uh-huh. said, just sing one song. It will be great. And I was like, yeah, that's easy for you to say because you're not the one who's actually singing. And so I, but I, I prayed about it and I did have the time. I was going to be at the meeting. It didn't sacrifice the other things that I was doing. And okay. so I felt like it lined up with an opportunity that God was giving me to just take one tiny step. And that's been the real thing is that I've, I've aligned it with what I know my priorities are and the truths that God says about me. The truth that God says about me is that he's given me a gift to sing. So how am I using it? And so this was an opportunity where I could just wear deodorant 17 times that day. I had to reapply it instead of just my usual one. Right. But right. I did it. And I said, you guys, I'm so nervous. I said that to the entire crowd. Yeah. And it went it went great. It really oh. went well. And I just, I banked on the gifts that God's given me rather than, how this could possibly go wrong.
0: Oh, that's good. So really trying to see things from his perspective and seeing the bigger picture and not like your override you or stop you from doing what he called you to do. And I love this, um, this scenario that you're talking about that you were able to say yes. And I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but in reference to your missionary mom book coming out in October, that is a parenting tool that I have actually used in, I used to parent from a place of fear and I hated it and I didn't even know yeah. I was doing it. But in hindsight, I was able to look back and with our second kid, I was we, we did things differently. Poor first kid, yeah. anyway. um, You know, yeah, right. what I, when I speak uh, to other moms and just helping them, ment- you know, mentor other moms as they are parenting littles and middle school kids and even into high school, and I just say, you know what? If really, if in 10 years it's not going to matter and you can say yes, give them the yeses. Give them as many. Right as you can, because there's going to be places where you are going to put your foot down and you're going to say, no,
1: we're not doing this. Right. Exactly. So, that's, that's so funny because that's, <laughs> that's, that's sort of like what I, that's what I've been applying to myself. That is yeah. how I, that is how I parent my kids. You know I mean? I, and I, I tried to, cause we get caught up in saying no before we even realize we're saying no. And, and, but it, it is that way. And it's been the same here. And that's, that's exactly the sort of, plumb line that I've I've applied to music. If it's an opportunity that I can say yes to because it 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 still upholds the priorities that I know that God has given me, I'm gonna go ahead and say yes to it. And then um, the other thing there's something that there's a couple of lines in your book that were so powerful to me and I've underlined them and circled them and highlighted them and I just I take them out and I read them really regularly. And they're actually in the first couple of pages. But one of them says, recounting the times God's shown up for us in the past strengthens us for the battles ahead. And so before I get up and I'm doing any of these things that are terrifying me, um, I, I am going back and I'm saying, okay, when this thing was terrifying, God showed up. When this was terrifying, God showed up. Here has how is how God has shown up over and over and over again. And to me... That is way more powerful than all the other things that my mind can come up with, right?
0: Yes, when we can recall what he's done for us and we can uh, call out his goodness, it gives us courage to step out and do that next thing that he's calling us to do. Absolutely, for sure. I love that. Okay, so I am looking at my notes from yesterday and the things that I want people to know and remember that we talked about that we may not have been able to get here today, but I think that there are things that I can say real quickly because we don't have a lot of time left, but you talked about intentionally standing against your fear, leaving it all out there so that you're not asking yourself, hey, did I do everything that the Lord asked me to do? You know, you are leaving it all out there. And the other thing that you said was that um you know you you learned to quit saying those fearful statements over yourself and face your fears yeah. on is yeah. there anything yeah. else? I know one more thing: the power of being annoyed. <laughs> we decided yesterday that your new hashtag should be I am Moses tell us just (laughs) about that and then we will wrap things up and we'll tell everybody where to find you but tell me about the power of being annoyed and how it really does uh, help you to push through your fear
1: Well, I I guess it's because my whole life, and this is really fantastic because I'm actually a Bible scholar. I have a master's degree in divinity. And so I should really have so much more sympathy for (laughs) for biblical characters. I should know all of this. But my whole life, I've been so annoyed with Moses because I always thought, why does that fool need God to make a bush to burn that's not really burning? How obvious. I mean, the bush is already talking for crying out loud. I mean, he needs all that other stuff. That just seems... So over the top, and you so graciously pointed out that what a loving God that He goes so far out of His way to communicate as many times as as we need, and over and over and over again. And so I've I've gone from being annoyed and realizing uh, with Moses and realizing how much I am actually Moses, (laughs) which is annoying in a in a different way. But it's it's I just I love that. I feel like gosh. God loves me so much that, so that vision that that woman had of me, he sent at least seven or eight more people with the exact same vision. I've had people I don't even know. And, um, you know, part of it is, I mean, all comes around to singing, but the environment is the same, even so much so that I walked into my classroom after about two weeks of not hearing somebody walk up to me and say that same vision. And I was like, all right, Lord, have I done enough? Because I felt like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be so bold and I'm going to go ahead and audition for the voice. What's the big deal, right? I mean, that's obviously a very big deal. It is a like big deal. It's amazing. I loved your video. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, just, I mean, it's really, really, it was intimidating. I was so nervous. And the only people in the room were my guitar player who I've known since I was 14. And my daughter, and I sing with her all the time. And so it shouldn't have been scary, but it was. And there was a lot of prayer that needed to go up into leading into that. And it just was a really big step and a very vulnerable and just way outside of where I, in my mind, I want God to take me. And so I really had to just keep coming back to, Lord, you are my God no matter what. I'm following you no matter what. And so it had been a couple weeks since I'd had anyone come up and say something. And I was like, all right, so maybe I just needed to audition for The Voice. I had submitted my video and I haven't heard anything I know that it that they received it but that's about it and so I was like okay are we ready to move on can I get back to I was obedient can I get back and so uh I showed up at school that morning I that was my prayer that morning I showed up at school and this five-year-old little girl comes up and she said they call me Miss B and she said Miss B I had a dream about you and I said you did and I just kinda giggled. This is the every conversation goes this way. Hers was very five year old though. Yeah. And she said, You were a rock star. And I said, <laughs> I, And I said, What was I doing? And she goes, You were whacking your hair around, which is great. <laughs> That's very five year old. So
0: I like whacking it, your hair you know? around. It's sweet that God would use something that you're already doing, teaching five year olds, yeah. and to have them to speak life and truth and his vision. To you, I right. like that so right. much. All right, girl. Well, we have been talking mm-hmm. for almost 30 minutes, and I just want to wrap up with telling people where they can find you. They can find you at ChantelBrewer.com, and I will put that in the notes of our video uh, when we post awesome. tonight. And you have your new book, Missionary Mom, coming out in October. I'm super excited about that. And I am just so thrilled to have gotten to introduce the audience to you and let them see how, you know, being a victory girl doesn't mean that you're all the way through to the other side. It means every little victory that gets you to overcoming your fears and getting you to the place where you can say, yes, now I am standing in victory. All right, it's those
1: that. little battles right what'd you say Yep, it's those, it's those little battles along the way that actually increase your faith and increase your faith and then you get to come back and say these lies I've spoken are no longer my plumb line the word of God is what I'm standing on God's promises what God says about me are my promises and it's, it just gets a little easier I think each time I think so too. I think
0: every time we do the thing that we're afraid of, that we get um, just a new level of courage. We step out in a little bit more territory. And I would like to, if you don't mind, ask you to just say a quick prayer over our audience as we close out today, because I feel like there are places and people who are listening, and there are places that we need to go and uh, conquer and overcome and stand up to victory and say no more. So for those of us who are, you know, still battling with fear, would you pray a quick prayer over us?
1: Sure. Yes, I will. Thank Heavenly you. Father, I thank you for the honor to be yours, Lord, that you chose me way before I even knew that I was chosen. And I thank you for that. For everyone who's listening, God, I just, I pray that you would open up our our hearts, our spirits, our Eyes, our understanding of what what it is that you are really wanting to do with each of our lives. I pray that we would see the whole big picture, or as close as we can get, before we get to heaven, Lord. That so that everything that you've equipped us with, your grace that we can pass on, your peace that we can pass on, your love we can pass on, and Father, your that overcoming spirit that you pour over each of us, Lord, help us to pass that on. And if there are areas of fear even the ones we don't know about, especially the ones we don't know about, God. Lord, I pray that you would just open our eyes to see all of that. Make our eyes so wide open that we are able to really clearly understand your truth from the enemy's deception. Let it be crystal clear, Father God, and let us serve you well. Let us love you well. In your name we pray, amen. Wow, amen.
0: Okay, guys, you can find Chantel Brewer at ChantelBrewer.com. All of her social media is Chantel Brewer, S H O N T E L L B R E W E R, and she is just a fantastic woman who is walking in victory. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited to have had her with us today for the Becoming a Victory Girl interview series number 11. We will see you next week with uh, Jody Snyder and. I just pray that you guys have a wonderful Easter, and thank you so much again for joining us today, Chantel. We'll talk to you later.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Absolutely.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for the Becoming a Victory Girl interview series today. Please remember to like, subscribe, and comment. You can find out more about my ministry at amylane.com.